0: Hey guys, you're
1: listening to Drunken on Culture. We are a drinking problem,
0: masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Lindsay. I'm Stephanie. And you are listening to the second half of Halfway to Halloween. You heard Ooh. that spooky music, you knew it was coming. I forgot we did that weird intro last time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that was fun. Uh, yeah, so we're
0: still out here. I mean, we celebrate Spooky all year Yeah, we celebrate Spooky all year But I think that making this a Spooky podcast would be too much So we only bring it in twice, twice a year Twice a year, four episodes Yeah um, otherwise It's mostly so for your own benefits It's really <laughs> for our own entertainment, <laughs> let's be honest um, So yeah, we're doing Spooky April, halfway to Halloween Yes um, This is part two Which uh, you just <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> All right, so before we get into it, um, this week it is Lindsay's Binge Watch update. Um, if we're gonna be honest, I'm not really binging much right now. You're watching a lot of everything, right? I'm now. re binging Letter Kenny, which you've talked about, but I'm also re watching Game of Thrones. So, Game of Thrones for comes back. Those of you that live under a rock. <laughs>
1: yeah, Game of Thrones comes back. Uh, well, April 14th. April 14th. But you're listening to this after the second episode has come out
0: of yeah, the new so season. It so will have already come back by the time you're listening to this. But I am re-watching. But the important thing is that Game of Thrones is coming back and we all have to rewatch, to make sure we're all prepared. Yes, so that is what I'm binging. Um, if you don't watch Game of Thrones, all I can say is that don't start now. It's, it's too late. late. You're not going to catch up in time. It's too late. Just wait till it ends. It gets spoiled for you and then watch it. Because yeah. there's no way you're going to like Not have spoilers. Um, But Game of Thrones, obviously, very good. It's a great show. It's a great show. That's what I'm doing. Very short update today. Yeah. Alright, so There's too much of everything going on. There's a lot going on. I'm watching a lot of things right now.
1: Um, So, we also want to mention, before we fully get into the episode, so, you'll hear us start talking about it more in the coming months, and you'll see it all over our social media, but we have decided to start even though it's April the drunken uncultured summer drinking series. Yes. So what we're going to do is go to a new brewery once a month every month for the next foreseeable foreseeable future. future. Um and a lot of these are going to be ones that are really hard to get to. Like it's either going to be like we have to take the, the blue train. line to the metro do an Uber or like the train to a bus, bus to a bus yeah like that it's it's things we wouldn't normally go to like on it's things that daily. we have to
0: plan to go to yeah it, yeah it
1: takes some effort to get there and we've got to we have to plan these plan events. it yeah and they're all places we've talked about going that we really want to go that either we've had their beers and they're fantastic and we just want to go try more or they're ones we've never had their beers yep. and have only heard good things Uh, so we're excited to, uh, kick this off.
0: Yep. So you will hear after this episode. Yes. You'll hear the first summer drinking series come out. Yep. Um, and we have actually four breweries that we're talking about. Yeah. But one is. One is part
1: of the specific summer drinking series, but, um, the other three are, I mean,
0: technically they're new breweries we've never been to before. So we're going to talk about those as well. Yeah. So the other three are three breweries that we went to. Yes. So with that being said, what are we drinking, Steph? So this week we are drinking Truth, the
1: IPA from Rheingeist. So Rheingeist is based in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I actually I've had this beer, Lindsay hasn't, per usual. Yeah, shocker to no one. Um I got into this beer through our former guest,
0: Hannah. Hanny. So
1: Hannah introduced me to this beer.
0: Also, shout out to Hannah the day we're recording this. It's It's her her birthday. birthday. So
1: happy birthday, Hannah. Happy birthday, Hannah. Even though you're listening to this after your birthday. Um, Yeah, so Truth is a really good IPA. Um, So Lindsay still has not tried it yet. Our beers are still closed. Uh, The back of the can says, Rare are moments of Truth when you've struck the last match, belting out tunes with your friends Staring deep into the campfire. Times when you feel infinite. Our truth is found in the... I can't say that. Scintillating.
0: Scintilla- scintillating?
1: Did you just say scintillate? Scintillating <laughs> <laughs> brilliance of hops. That word's not real. I don't think that we're saying it right. <laughs> I don't care. It doesn't sound real. Brewed with a nod to the Pacific. Hops sizzle. With tropical fruit aroma, grapefruit and mango notes, and a dry finish. So, so you, you cannot say IPA, you can't somewhere? say
0: dry. You can't say mango. You can't say tropical or grapefruit or grapefruit. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a 7.2 uh, percent beer. Oh, I didn't realize that there are 75 IBUs in this. And it oh, has... I didn't
1: realize the IBUs were on the can. That's really nice. It has I the indie like craft
0: um, pin. It also has a recycling symbol. It does. Um, Also, it's direct print. It is a direct direct print can. Alright. Let's. Alright, let me put this back in my koozie. Yeah, let me put it back in the koozie. (laughs) Give me a second here. Alright, you ready? Let's go. Let's fucking go. I think it's really funny that you and I open this and just start smelling it. Smelling beer has been a thing that I've started doing lately in the last, like, two or three months, I've started smelling yeah, things and I don't know why, but it's interesting. Ooh, this is very West Coast. Ooh. It is West Coast. <laughs> Actually, so I don't typically... I'm not the biggest fan of West Coast IPAs. Oh, see, West
1: Coasts are my favorite. I I like the danker, the
0: toppier, so the, the thing, more bitter. Like, I don't, I love, love, dank, oh, like, I don't love dank, musky, Hoppy beer, like I, I, like the hops. I don't care for like the dank or the musky. Yeah. Um, this is, like, smells danker
1: than it is. And it does I hate smell. using that word, but like it, it tastes a lot better. It than should it, smells. it tastes a lot better than it smells.
0: You took all the words I wanted to say. I'm getting like a huge punch of citrus on the end.
1: Yeah. Um. So the kinds of hops that are in here are Centennial. Citra, Amarillo, and Simcoe. The citra hops is what I mostly taste. Yeah, that's I'm what I that like. That
0: punch in the face with like a tropical orangey, like not orangey, but like I get the citra, tropical yeah. citra. Yeah. Which we're not allowed to say.
1: No, we're not. They say there's peach in here. I don't get peach.
0: I don't get peach, but this is almost like for me, like typically when I drink dry beers. It is very dry, but my mouth feels dry, and it feels like it feels like I'm tasting dry. With this one, I don't I, get the dry mouth. With this one, I feel the dry flavor, and like my mouth sort of gets dry, but immediately like it's kind of watery, and I want to drink more. So I've never actually checked this in on Tapped, so
1: I'm going to do that as we're talking. I give it a four point two five.
0: Yeah, I don't. This kind of reminds me of like a candy, like the the tropical flavor in it reminds me of a candy I used to have. I don't know what you're comparing it to, but I definitely get like the candy flavor to it. Yeah, it's the tropicalness. It almost tastes like a like a Jolly Rancher. It's it it tastes like a Starburst, like the tropical. Oh, the tropical Starburst. That's that's what what the flavor is. Yeah, you're totally right.
1: Um, I mean, obviously it's a beer and not, it's not sweet, no, but it's like not the, sweet, the, but the type like,
0: of tropical flavor yeah. does remind me of tropical starbursts. Like starburst. tropical starburst minus the sugar, like the actual like flavor mm-hmm. essence of that guy. Well,
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, I like my that. three words are tropical starburst essence, <laughs> essence <laughs> of trop- tropical starburst. <laughs> uh. I, I gotta use
1: dank cause it's, it's very, very hot forward. Yeah. The amount of hops that are in here is, like, punch you in the face hops, which is what I love. Yeah. So, super danky hops. I hate using that word, but that's the I only thing I can like think of. I want
0: to like, mouth water, almost, because, like, it is dry, but it's not drying my mouth out. Yeah. Where, like, a typical dry eye yeah. does that to me, and it makes me, like, want to keep drinking it. Yeah.
1: Uh. It's... It's got a lightness to it, even though it's a super high ABV. It's very
0: drinkable. Oh yeah, that's what it is. It's I call like, this a crushable beer. Because, yeah, like I could smash one of these real quick. It's and like it's a seven. It's like a Crispy Boy, but a good Crispy Boy. <laughs> what does that mean? That so, sounds like a fake phrase. A Crispy Boy is like a, an affectionate term for like a Bud Light or any beer like that you keep in the crisper. Typically, like domestic, um, like. Run in the mill beers so like Bud Light, Miller Light. like Wait, people put beer in the crisper drawer? I, thought, I have beer in my crisper drawer I right now. I thought
1: everyone just used that for cheese.
0: Or is that just me that has a crisper full of cheese? That's just you. I have beer in my crisper right now. <laughs> I have Coors Light in my crisper. I have Crispy Boys in my crisper. <laughs> I don't know whose those are because they're not mine and I did not buy those. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> left them from the battery's day. day party. <laughs> Oof. Um but yeah, no, this is like so because it's so crushable, as you said, it's like a really full flavored, drinkable crispy boy.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna
0: start calling everything
1: a crispy boy. It's not gonna you be know a I beer. Call everything boy It's not gonna be a beer. <laughs> It's not, I'm just gonna start of calling everything crispy boy. I'll be like at a bar and be like, this is a crispy boy. And everyone's gonna be like, no,
0: you, you can't don't say know that. what that word means. <laughs> I don't think you know what that means. <laughs> you keep saying that, but I, I do don't not think, th- think you know what that means. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the actual episode. Um, the topic is something that we have touched on quite a few times, at least for me, not for you yet. Um we are going to discuss fear and how it relates to our ability to watch or listen to certain pop culture topics. So
1: Yeah, and like how fear has affected our view of Oops. pop culture, yep. but also like how the pop culture further contributes to yes. our fears. Yeah. So to kick things off, I thought it would be fun in usual style to give a little bit of background about fear. I mean, I think you guys all know what fear is, but according to Dictionary.com, I went that deep, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat, which I would say is...
0: That's a definition. Yes, that yeah, is, that, that is, is fear. that is a real definition. That is what fear is. <laughs> that is accurate. Okay,
1: so the one a couple things to talk more about fear as it is. So fear comes from like a survival instinct. So like obviously through evolution, you fear some things and you mm-hmm. learn to stay away from them. Yeah, so that you can survive.
0: Correct. Makes sense. Um,
1: and so fear actually is like super healthy. Like if you're not afraid of things, like Leave.
0: <laughs> Sociopath, leave. <laughs> Psychopath, leave. Um Get fear out of here, is
1: fear is not just your instinct. It's actually like something that you're taught. Because like obviously, like as a young child, you don't fear a lot. Like not. You a lot. trust it's I think trust is instinctual yeah. as a young child. Yes. Yeah. And then fear is kind of taught. So And we'll we'll think we'll go into this more as we continue to go. Like fears come to you through like a traumatic experience or something similar Mm -hmm. to a taught. You're taught to be afraid of something. Yep. Um. You don't always need to be in danger to be fearful. Like obviously watching horror movies, but um, we'll get into that one. So. The coolest thing that I think I've learned in doing research and preparation for this is that the more scared you feel, the like more likely you are to be afraid of other things beyond what you think you'd be afraid of. So, like that applies to like going into haunted houses. So, okay. If you're scared going in, you're gonna be more scared throughout sense. rather than if you weren't scared walking in. Like things would be scary, but not the like.
0: Yeah. It's not to
1: a terrifying level, like it's yeah, almost like psyching yourself out. Pretty much, See, yeah. You, it, by being scared of something, you're psyching yourself out, Got it. pretty much. Um, and then fear will like dictate the actions that you take in a scenario. So there's four ways to react to fear. So there's the freeze, which is like you stand there shaking in your boots, whatever. Okay. Um, and then you can either fight it. You front it head on, you flight it, you get the fuck out of there, or you just stay in fright, which just means you, like, continue to make yourself more scared, which is (laughs) what I do in all situations, (laughs) always. Got it. I don't do anything. I just stand there getting more scared. Um, One way that they say to get over your fears is to, like, acclimate yourself to them. Yeah. Yeah. Don't like it. Not on like board for it, but I that's how you idea. get over your fears, but, And but I, I still don't like it and I'm not
0: going to do it. I, I get that. i um, not going to do it. So <laughs> I like how we're both like, we get it, not happening. <laughs> well, my fears, fuck no. My fears also, fuck no. Don't like them. Um, so let's start it off by talking about what your biggest fears are. So for me, I think at this point, everybody that listens to the podcast and, and has listened to a few of our episodes knows that I am definitely afraid of cannibals. Super irrational, but I cannot handle that. And I also have an extreme fear or I have a fear of extreme darkness. So like darkness at night when I go to sleep is fine. Yeah. Like pitch black would terrify me. Um and we'll get into why. We're gonna talk about why where this yeah. came from. Um but Stephanie, what are you? Yeah, have? so my
1: Two biggest fears are spiders. I hate spiders. Like, I will have a meltdown if there is a spider in my apartment. Um, and I'm also... I'm less bad than I was when I was younger, but I'm also pretty claustrophobic. Okay. So, I am claustrophobic in the sense where, like, if I'm in an open space and it moves to a small space, like, I don't do so well. Like, I'm good in crowds uh-huh. which is weird if it like narrows as yeah if there. i feel like i'm going from a wide space to a narrow space and i feel like the walls are closing in on me that's
0: when i get weirded out i'm okay. good in crowds because like,
1: so, like normally if you it's an like, open like, air to a
0: closet would that be okay yeah no no okay no. okay so that. that is claustrophobia like you're fine not having your own personal space yeah with other people around it's but just being it's just, like, in a space it, i think it's of fear that I can't get out okay. of the
1: enclosed space. Got it. I think that's more of what it is. Because like, obviously, I'm on crowded trains all the time. Yeah. That doesn't bother me. I'm underground in yeah. crowded trains. Fine. It's, I know I can get out. It's, it's more the fear of being trapped in an enclosed space Got and it. not
0: feeling like you can get out. That makes sense. All right, so let's um, talk about where these fears come from. So, for me, the fear of cannibals and the fear of extreme darkness come from the same place. Oh, it's the same experience? And the same experience. And honestly, this is like, this can be hard for me to talk about just because it's like...
1: I mean, it's traumatizing. It was pretty fucking it was traumatizing. It really traumatizing and for you. there was
0: a long time where I was made fun of it. I was made fun of because of the situation and... It wasn't until people like realized how fucked up it, like how much it fucked me up, that they were like, oh no, this isn't funny. Ooh,
1: that's where my fears come from the same type of situation. Yeah, they were like, oh,
0: this wasn't funny. Like, you are, like, this screwed with you. Um, so when I was, I think I was like, younger than eight probably older than five between like six and seven maybe I might have even been younger than five were you still in Canada I was still in Canada um that's how I know I was younger ah, than that's eight. how you know how old you were got it um I think I was like probably six um three of my cousins and my sister were like rehearsing this thing for a wedding that they were doing and I guess I was annoying them because I had to come with them because so my, my mom was like if you're gonna go there you need to bring your sister yeah per usual That sounds about right. So to give you some reference, like my sister was the youngest of all of them and she was six years older than me, so You were quite a bit younger. Quite a bit younger, and I was just like bored as fuck, annoying them I guess. So they threw me into the basement and locked the door and shut the lights off. And I think at that point I was really confused. Like I could have turned the lights back on from the inside, but like they just threw me down there and I just like like laid in the stairwell banging to get out. And they ran up and down the stairs a bunch of times, and like they left me there for like at least an hour. Wait, so they ran up and down the basement stairs? Yeah, so or, like, like the stairs above the, stairs the basement above stairs, the basement stairs where I could hear them. Got it. Okay. Um, and they left me there for at least an hour because when they finally let me out, um, what happened was they had were they were playing like some creepy fucking music. And my cousin was like screaming for me from the other side of the door and was saying, like, he's coming for us, he's coming for us, like, help me, Lindsay, help me. And oh, this would have fucked me like, up. So unlocks bad. the door and collapses. And the door is like not open, it just unlocked. And I open the door and she's laying there with like makeup on. So my cousin one of my other cousins was an artist. Um, and he like he did makeup to make them look like they were dying, like she was like bloody and Oof. She was laying there on the floor and the cousin that does the makeup is holding my sister like by the throat, who's also like a blood in her face, and is like choking her. And they're like screaming at me. She's like, Lindsay, go, go. He's going to kill you too. And my other cousin has like a bat in her hand and is like pretending to hit my sister. And they're yelling at me to go. And I'm just like, I know this is a joke. Like this is, this is fake. And then there was a point where he like pretends to eat, like to bite my sister's neck, and for some reason that like manifested in me later on as being like a cannibal. And I started just fucking losing it. Like I cried. I was like, like I watched, I essentially watched someone try to kill my sister. Yeah. As like a six year old. Yeah. And like
1: obviously you don't. I don't know much how. I can't remember like how old. well this
0: is done, but I'm just like watching my sister die, and like she goes limp, and um. That was, I, like, I, and I didn't really cry for much when I was a kid, but I was just crying and screaming because I was watching that happen and I didn't know what was happening other than, like, my sister's dead and he's holding my sister and he's hitting, like, this girl's, my other cousin's hitting her with a bat and my cousin, my third cousin is dead on the floor in front of me. Um, and for a long time they thought it was really funny. They are like, we, we got you good, you cried. (laughs) <laughs> and of course they were like oh no And I honestly like I would Go along with it I was like yeah no, You did and then when my sister And I like got closer and I Told her like, as you got older yeah, yeah. as we got older And like the age difference stopped to mean stopped meaning as much um, I like I told Her like that was fucked up like I cannot Be in the dark by myself Like that again And I had nightmares for a Really long time and I'm terrified Of cannibals And one of the situations that we'll talk about for pop culture and how this comes into pop culture, she was there for. And so, she was the only one that really knew how messed up it made me. Yeah. And one of my cousins, the one that was dead on the floor in front of me, recently just got married, and her husband was like, she told me about that story, that's so funny. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah. That's not funny. It's not funny anymore. No. I was like, it wasn't funny then, it's not funny now. Yeah. And... Like, he was just joking about it, and I was like, that's really, like, don't talk about this. Like, you were not there, for one, so, like, you have no idea what the situation was like. Yeah. Two, like... That has actually, like, deeply affected you as an adult, still. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm gonna fucking cry, thinking about this, but, like, um, I I got really mad, and it's like, you weren't... People... It's not a funny situation. Yeah. And it's still not funny, and, like... Like I said, they thought sure it was funny for I'm sure your family, like, realizes, like... Oh, no, they, they yeah. didn't know at this point. And, like, when he yeah. brought it up, I think she I don't think she told it to him as, like... A joke. I think she told it to him as, like, it was funny at the time, but, you know, now it's not. Yeah. And then he just didn't understand, like, how deeply it affected me, because we hadn't really known... He, we, I still don't really know him that well. Yeah. Um, but he didn't know, and he hadn't seen, like, firsthand the aftermaths, the aftermath and the repercussions of that. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, no, it's it's deeply traumatizing. Like, I I get scared going into basements. Like, I, when I lived in Georgia and my parents had a basement, like, I would run up and down it, like, if I had to go down there for anything, because I'm still, like, afraid of going into basements and being locked in there and something happening. I mean, that's fair. Um, but your
1: turn. <laughs> uh, so I don't actually have any idea where my fear of spiders comes from. Literally could not tell you. I have been afraid of spiders as long as I can remember. It's a, of
0: like one of the big fears. So I yeah. think it's probably like a evolutionary fear.
1: Yeah, and it's not that I've ever had actual experiences with spiders that have scared me. But like, I think it's more hearing other people mm-hmm. and their reactions it's... of spiders, I yeah. think, is what has made it worse <laughs> over the years. Um, I'm also like not great around bugs in general, mm-hmm. like large bugs freak me out. Um, but my like closed spaces fear comes from, uh, so when I was a kid, uh, my brothers are 12 and 15 years older than me. So they're, they were both living at home at the time. I may have been like three or four. Uh, my brother Ben had the skeleton Halloween mask where the eyes were, like, reflective. And, like, you could see yourself in the eyes. And mm-hmm. he would, like, chase me around the house wearing it. And then, like, I would, like, go hide in the closet. And they would lock the closet door. Oh,
0: and then And they would,
1: good. like, bang on the closet door.
0: That's not good. And,
1: like, I knew it was my brother. But, like, the mask itself scared me. And so, like, he would chase me around wearing the mask. Uh-huh. And I... I was afraid of everything as a kid. Like, it was bad. mm mm-hmm. um, It's taken me until... I was like, an adult to do better with most things. But, like, I remember I was 10 years old, and we went to... I was younger than that. I was going to be 8 years old. We went to Disney World, and I had a sobbing meltdown, the Winnie the Pooh ride. I couldn't go in any kind of dark ride, like, any of those. I had a meltdown. Like, anything indoors, I had a meltdown if it was dark. And it was because of the closet thing. Um, I'm better now... Now I have weird manifestations of, like, extreme anxiety and panic attacks in enclosed spaces. Mm -hmm. So you witnessed me almost have one on the uh, King Kong ride. Yeah. I actually had it, so... The time that we
0: went, like, I knew it was coming. Yeah, Um, yeah, you knew that was coming, but you still had, like, a... I almost started, like, sobbing the first
1: time Steve and I went through that ride. And the difference was... We had like, a line yeah. to wait to get in. And so, like, I was standing there in, like, what I knew was not a cave. I knew it wasn't real. Yeah. I know it's a ride. But, like, going real. from the outside to the inside and, like, the rooms get smaller and smaller and smaller. And it's, it's like, very dark in there. It's dark. And then people are jumping the fuck out at you. Yeah. Ooh, still mad about that. Today. Still mad. Yeah. Um like, I, like, almost had a meltdown in, like, the first room. Yeah. I was freaking out. And Steve was like, fuck. I want to go on this ride, but
0: Stephanie's going to lose her mind. Yeah, that's rough. Um, you Speaking of rides, you also have, like, a huge fear of um, the Hogwarts Adventure. Is that what it's called? Mm, something like that. Ride. It's the...
1: I don't know, what's it called? It's got a real name. It's not Hogwarts Adventure. It's got a real name. The ride is called Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. Got it. Um, So I actually have a. That ride is super fun, so I love that ride. But like the scene, if you've never ridden it,
0: um... There's a huge like animatronic spider. It's Aragog. Yeah, and there's a bunch of little spiders and like medium sized There's just like they're coming. The lo- spiders are coming for you. It's so like an entire room of just spiders. It's
1: like a oh, lot he coming. Like the spiders are coming. Yeah, yeah. So you have you know when it's coming. You've ridden. It oh, I've times ridden that, you know that ride probably a hundred times, and I know exactly when the spider comes. So, you close so I close my eyes, and then I know exactly when the spiders are done. So I open my eyes. The first time I, the first few times I wrote it, I had no idea the Whopping Willow was in the ride because I had my eyes
0: closed the entire time. <laughs> so for me, when it comes to pop culture, there are a bunch of movies that I absolutely cannot watch, um, and a bunch of classic movies. So like, I've never seen Silence of the Lambs* or any of the Hannibal movies. Or it
1: makes you feel better. I didn't see *Silence
0: of the Lambs* until like a year ago. I still have not seen this, and I I don't know what it's. I know what it's about. To an extent, like I know, it's
1: less cannibalistic than you would think. It's more that it's cannibal Lecter as a character. It's is the a cannibal. idea. Fair, that's fair. That,
0: yeah, I can't. I'm just
1: saying that as of cannibal movies, that is not. There's, yeah. I mean, speaking little. of cannibal
0: movies, I cannot watch Cannibal Holocaust or The Green Inferno. Green Inferno, I'm a terrified to watch. I I cannot. Watch I can't those. watch that. I might throw up if I do. Oh, um, the
1: trailer for Green Inferno has scarred me. Like, I can't watch no, it. I can't. So I used to be that kind of person where I was like, let's go save the rainforest. So I saw the trailer for that and I was like,
0: ooh. Yeah. So, I can't. No, we're those. not doing that. Um, I once, so, I was a big Bones, the TV show fan. Oh, I remember that show. When I was younger. Um, I, oh. Angel from Buffy. My That's man. That's not actually the reason why. My <laughs> man. Um, that was actually the reason why I watched it, and then um, one season there was like a random cannibal episode that I wasn't expecting because I was binging that when I was younger, and my sister was with me as that was happening, and I started hyperventilating, and oh, that's no. when she like first realized how affected I was by it, and she was like, "What's going on?" And I told her like I don't like cannibals like this, and she then associated it with what happened. Yeah, when you were kids, yeah. yeah. And so like, I can't, um, for the extreme darkness, darkness, I struggle in haunted houses. So when Trevor and I went through the haunted house and he was screaming, also, he was probably clinging to you and making it worse. He was on my back essentially. (laughs) And I had to lead him through and there were like points where it was just straight darkness and like, um, I, I don't do well in haunted houses. I, I don't go in them. I went through the one that we, we built. Yeah. Yeah. We helped with, um, I went through that one because I was like, we should see, like, I want to see how how it turned out. Um, If it
1: makes you feel any better, I
0: didn't go through. I think I would have felt better if Trevor wasn't there, like, on, like, clinging to me, screaming in my ear. Um, I actually heard Hannah had it, our friend,
1: former guest Hannah, had it the worst. Because they, on the mics, said that. Hannah was coming through. So all of the cast members kept saying her name. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: No. Yeah. That's fucking awful. She went with her boyfriend and like she was freaking oh, out. Oh no. So, uh, related to that, I went through the house with the lights on and no actors in it. And I still was freaking out. Okay. It was too close of a space for me. Okay. um, I never went through it as the actual haunted house.
0: No, that would be scary. Um. I
1: also don't do well with jump scares of any like kind whatsoever. Yeah, um, it's one of those things where, like I was saying, like you like psych yourself out. Cause, like you know they're coming. You know it's a haunted house. You know what to expect. But like, I like so like clench myself yep. up so hard for them ahead of time and because my vision He's is so expecting bad, it every time yeah. every second so like I give myself like a disgusting amount of anxiety to the point where I'm like nauseous going through sense. a haunted house. Um, um my other issue is that I can't see. So um one, it wasn't even a haunted house. I went with um Former Kate, former Kate, former Caroline, um, Caroline's boyfriend, then one of her other friends. We went through a, which is this. It is a haunted house, but we, the it adver- wasn't advertised. It wasn't. As that. It wasn't supposed to be like the standard haunted house. So this was like in August of like two years ago. Um, we went through the basement
0: mm-hmm. in
1: Naperville. Which is actually, like, a huge, like, crazy scary, normally a haunted house. But, like, in off-season, they do, like, more laid-back, low-key things. So this thing was called Wizard Adventure. Yeah,
0: so it was, like, an interactive wizard. Yeah, so
1: you have like, a wizard wand that would, like, light up. And you had to, like, wave it and, like, the Death Eaters would go away. But people are fucking popping out of you out of walls. And I'm walking into walls because I can't see (laughs) because it's so dark and I'm tripping over shit. (laughs) And so like I literally had to hold Caroline's purse so Caroline's boyfriend is in the front because he works in haunted houses and is like telling us where things are because the four of us behind him are freaking out. (laughs) (laughs) And like um, I can't see more than a couple of like feet in front of me Mm -hmm. so like I'm holding Caroline's her purse strap so that I can be guided through and then Kate is behind me holding my back and then our other friends in the very back at one point some guy came up behind Kate and Kate turned around and slapped him in the face oh no <laughs> just like the back of her hand she like didn't even realize she was holding her wand and like turned around because he was like behind her shoulder
0: and she like nailed him in the face oh no I think that there's an interesting point to, like, note here, where, like, we're obviously talking about debilitating fears, where, like, these are kind of more like, the fright ones, where, like, oh, yeah. if I were encountered with a cannibal, I probably would just stand there getting more and more scared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know that for sure. Obviously, I've never met a cannibal, but these are, like, more I of the mean, debil- I don't think that's legal, so hopefully you're not gonna meet one. I, for my sake, I hope I never meet one. <laughs> um... We're talking about, like, debilitating ones, but there are also fears where, like, people seek those out. Because, uh, like, obviously, like, I do find, th- I get thrills from, like, roller coasters, and I'm terrified. I'm scared oh, I, of heights. Oh, I'm not afraid of heights. Um, I'm afraid of falling. I'm not afraid of heights. I, I'm pretty afraid of heights. Like, I'll go up somewhere. I can't go on, like, the Willis Tower on, like, last thing. I've never been, but it's also really expensive. Well, and I'm cheap. like for the CN Tower in Canada, like I can't go on those glass floors, even though I know uh, I know yeah, that yeah. they're safe. Like yeah. I just picture myself falling. Yeah, that's But fair. Roller coasters kind of play on that fear, and like they they thrill you, me, because
1: also I think because you have the knowledge of physics, you understand how roller coasters work, and that you're not likely to fall off.
0: Yeah, but I have the knowledge of physics, and I know how badly things can go on a roller coaster. I mean.
1: Yeah, but as long as people are going on before you and coming off okay, normally I'm okay.
0: That's not how it works. Well, makes me feel better on the inside. Okay, That's like the car commit malfunction. It's not like the the tracks. Listen, going. I've seen Final Destination three. I know how this shit happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. I, do you have anything else? Um. I did want to talk about some of the stuff with like spiders that have stuck yeah. me up. Alright, so there's a movie that came out in 1990. So, like, obviously totally before I was born. Um, and it's actually under the Walt Disney Hollywood Pictures label. So it's the movie Arachnophobia. Uh-huh. Um, I saw this movie way too early in my lifetime. Okay. Um the entire plot is that like these spiders from the Amazon rainforest get brought to the United States to be like researched, but then they end up like mating with like normal spiders, and like they're so venomous that they like, kill people, okay, and it's, it's not great, it's not enjoyable that and like does the not entire premise good. is like these spiders are fucking popping up out of nowhere. Oh, I don't like that. I also have a hard time with like other people's experiences with spiders. So like anytime uh, someone's like, "Yeah, I was camping and there was a wolf spider in my oh, no. sleeping I bag." Have I told
0: you the story about the pregnant spider in my Florida apartment? Yes, and I don't like it. Yeah, I probably should have known that you were terrified of spiders before I told you that story. I, I mean, I you. I understand how that I, that happens. I've
1: seen it happen before. I've actually seen a pregnant spider explode. So, it's not fun.
0: Yeah, not fun. Um. Also, you also want to talk about how your fear of spiders fucks you up in your day to day.
1: Oh yeah. Well, it's more that like.
0: So I I can't go camping. Okay. Because of that. Like, yeah. We were. Talking I'm not about, good at outdoor Joe, stuff. Former Joe about going camping, and you're like, no, I'm not going there.
1: I'm not going camping. Um. Spiders in the wild freak me out. Like, uh, so I think the well, I think the scariest thing I've encountered with spiders, which has ruined doing outdoor stuff for me, even though those didn't like, take place outdoors. Um, I was at a dance competition. I was probably fourteen, and we were like doing warm ups in this big like gymnasium type room, and all of a sudden spiders started falling from the ceiling. So like something happened on the, the ceiling fuck? and like a bunch of spiders and they were like emporium coin sized spiders so like an inch
0: to an inch and a half. Yeah, they would
1: like hit the ground and like scurry away, and then another one hit the ground and like scurry away, and then all of a sudden we like looked up and there was a fuck ton of spiders above us, and then I ran away screaming and what not come out. Sounds traumatized.
0: That's, that sounds traumatized. I was already afraid of spiders before then, so that didn't
1: that help. No, fucking... That would um, scare the shit out
0: of me. And I'm not afraid of spiders or bugs.
1: But, like, it's... So, like I like I was saying, though, like... Spiders doing their own thing, like... It freaks me out. Like, I can't... I don't... I just don't, I think the bugs in general thing is why I don't like camping. Okay. I'm also not an outdoorsy person. Okay. But, uh... Spiders, I think, are, like, the one thing that, like, really gets me, like, uh-huh. freaked out. Like, I'm, I was so paranoid, so it was probably about six, seven months ago in my current apartment. Uh, I was hanging out on the couch with Steve watching something on TV, and our cat Lola is, like, playing with something on the floor. Like, I'm looking straight at the TV, and she's off to my right playing with something on the ground. And then Steve's like, Lola, what the fuck are you playing with? And he, like, looks and he's like, Stephanie, I need you to pick your feet up off the floor and not look at what's about to happen. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like, there is the biggest spider I have ever seen in my entire life on our floor. He told me it was about, including legs, about three inches big. What the fuck? And Lola's, like, playing with it, smacking it, like... It's running around our floor and our living room. Yeah. So uh, we have sprayed for spiders about seven times since then. And make them do it about once a month. (laughs) Yeah. I I never saw it. Steve killed it. And like... It's good that you never saw it. I would, I would have had I to leave. That was been. that spider's apartment. I no. have to go. You live here now.
0: <laughs> you live here now. I gotta go. This is your home now. You had burned it down.
1: And um, so, when I was doing research into like the fears, they were saying that like having a fear of spiders, like you'll be watching something on TV with spiders, and all of a sudden you'll be like a tickle on your body, and you immediately think it's a spider. Yep. Or, like, if I feel a tickle, like, even, like, one of my hairs falls out, I'll be, like, at the gym on the treadmill, and I feel, like, a tickle on my arm, like, oh, God, it's a spider. Like, I do that constantly. That makes sense, though. It's, like, sad, but also... That makes sense. It is what it is. I'm going to be like this the rest of my life.
0: There are worse things to be for the rest of your life.
1: Do you think that there's anything you're missing
0: out on because of your fears? Um... No, I mean, maybe in our friend group, because we make, like, we obviously watch a lot of horror movies, and I feel like I'm missing out on the experience of having seen certain ones, um, like certain classic horror movies. That's fair. Um, but nothing to where I would face my fear just to see it. That's fair. Um, like, I will not, like, I, hard no on anything cannibal-related movie-wise. I mean, that's fine. And...
1: There's not that many really good ones anyway, so you're not missing Yeah, it.
0: anything that has really I can handle the smallest amount if I if somebody like warns me it's coming. So like yeah. I've seen some like for The Walking Dead, I've watched some scenes where like the zombies, zombies are eating people. Are, well,
1: so what's your thought on zombies? If you don't do well.
0: I I don't really do well with zombies either, to okay. be honest. Okay. Um, I, I kind of power through it because in my head it's like it's different. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, I think I don't know if this ever made it into an episode but in my head it's the issue my issue with cannibals is that it's a completely like lucid human being eating another human. Right. With zombies it's like not a lucid human. That's fair. I mean uh, I get that it's still stressful. Um, But there have been scenes where like if I knew it was coming and somebody warned me I would be fine watching the movie as long as I didn't watch that scene. Alright, so it's the same way with me and the spider Right, yeah. So, like, I'm okay, like, knowing that this is about, like, for Silence of the Lambs, like, I'm okay knowing it's about a cannibal. I just cannot actually physically watch the scenes or any part of where somebody's eating another human. That movie's
1: more fucked up. um, Psychologically? Not even psychologically, but, like, Hannibal, in in Silence of the Lambs, which obviously came out before the Hannibal film. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's more about Buffalo Bill who, like, skins people, which I find a lot more disgusting than the eating of people.
0: Yeah, for some reason that also, like, manifests in cannibalism to me, because it's like, at that point my brain is kind of going to, like, what is he doing oh, with yeah. the rest of it? Like, what is he doing with, like, you know?
1: Yeah, like, I honestly It's like, really just, like...
0: Body horror. I, That's I struggle with body horror in general. I mean, body horror freaks me out because it's too real. I struggle too a real. lot with body horror, and I think it's because like my brain relates a lot of it back to cannibalism. Um, but no, I don't think that there's a ton of missing out. Like I, I'm okay with what I'm missing. It's not like I'm having any like FOMO regarding sorry cannibals. I don't mean to laugh at that, but I
1: just found it funny that I you said used the word FOMO. FOMO.
0: Yeah. In relation to cannibals. Yeah, I'm not like having, I don't have FOMO regarding like anything pop culture related to it. Um,
1: do you have FOMO, I guess, if you're, do you have FOMO related to things, not even pop culture wise, but like from your day to day and like doing things no. with extreme darkness? Um,
0: not really. That's fair. We, I mean, we live in Chicago. There's not a ton of things that's, like, super dark. Or, like, so, super like, do you wish you were able to go through haunted houses? Or is it more, is that back um, to the jump scare thing? That it goes back to the jump scare yeah. thing. Like, I, I would love to go into a haunted house and not be fucking terrified. Absolutely. Oh, I, that, I would love to go I through would a haunted would love house to and go not be terrified. A, yeah, I would love to. But if there wasn't the fear of darkness, it would be, like, the extreme jump scares that got me. Yeah, that's fair. So, I think there are multiple factors for that one. I do... Yes, I have FOMO for haunted houses. Like I would love to be able to go into a haunted house and not be extremely terrified at every sound, every creak, and every person. See, I'd life. be
1: fine being afraid, but I think the aftermath of being afraid for me
0: is what my bigger issue is. It's like I get like nauseous. And I, I, I can't, can't decide if I am more afraid of the jump scares or if it's like going with people. I think I get I feed off because like, we've talked about this. We're so yeah. we're both very empathetic people, and we feed off of like. Oh, I feed off of other people's, like, fearfulness. Yeah, so, like, when I went through the haunted house with Trevor, I wasn't... I wasn't that scared. But because Trevor's behind me screaming, it was terrifying to me. And because, for some reason, like, I'm like, this guy... He's fucking losing his shit over here. Like, I should be, too. Because this is, like, this is scary. But, yeah, I think...
1: So that goes into, like... Almost, like, conditional fear. Where, like, you... Because someone else is scared and is, is experiencing experiencing
0: something traumatic, yeah, you feel like you should also be afraid. Yeah. Um, and I struggle with that. Like I, I struggle I, with that too. I like haunted houses a lot. I just cannot go in them. I like working on haunted houses. I just can't go through them. Yeah. I would love to be able to and like be fine, but we're not at that point yet. Oh, we're not close
1: to that point. Girl, I can barely watch some scary movies without having nightmares. Yeah.
0: It's those jump scares. No, it's That's jump what scares. it is. It's the jump scares. Yeah. So, um, while we're on the topic, I actually have a new fear that's, like, sort of kind of rising up through and becoming more of, like, a debilitating fear. Um, and that's, like, the fear of somebody breaking into my apartment. Ooh, I'm afraid of that.
1: I don't even live alone. And I'm always afraid of that.
0: Yeah, so I live alone with my dog and... It is... Also, your dog's not much of an attack dog. So. Oh, no. He's not an attack dog. He just, like, sleeps all day. <laughs> he's kind of old now. Yeah. <laughs> Lupin's not much Lupin's help. not going to protect me from anything. If <laughs> somebody breaks in my apartment, Lupin's just going to be like, you got this? I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> um, but because I live, on the, I live on the third floor of my apartment building, and I can hear like, my neighbors get home sometimes at night, and it usually only happens if I'm falling asleep and I can hear somebody coming mm-hmm. in. Um, but I will wake up in like cold sweats, and like having thrashed around in my bed of like having had a nightmare of somebody breaking to my apartment, and it's I, I like I know rationally like if somebody were break, like L- Lupin's not a good like fight guard dog, but he's a good like watchdog. If somebody yeah. were breaking into my apartment, I would know.
1: But Let's had be to, real, like, I have keys to your apartment, and he started barking his head off at me as I was trying to
0: unlock your door. Yeah, but that's probably because you were struggling, and he thought somebody was breaking in. Uh, that's fair. I'm not good at unlocking your door. Um, I have, like, woken up with him on the bed, and, like, just having thrashed around, like, cold sweats, and, like, had, like, my heart racing, and, like, convinced somebody's trying to break into my apartment, and had to convince myself that Lupin is laying down, he's asleep, Nobody's breaking into your apartment, Lindsay. You're fucking crazy. Like that was just a dream. Um, the worst one actually to this to date was after St. Patrick's Day. Like that night, I went to bed and there was a party going on downstairs. Oh shit! And like, I fell asleep. And you at, haven't told me the story yet. Oh no, I fell asleep and as I was falling, you asleep, heard it live, guys. So I, I I lucid dream a lot. I have a lot of recurring dreams. I lucid I dream too. like oh, I lucid dream. I lucid dream almost every night. So, as I was falling asleep, I was still, like, conscious. Okay. And it was almost like I was awake in my Mm -hmm. own dream, and because of that, I couldn't make a designation between what was actually happening and what was part of the dream. And in my dream, somebody was breaking in. But because I was lucid dreaming conscious, I thought somebody was legitimately breaking into my apartment. And when I woke up, I have never been that terrified it took me a good 20 minutes to convince myself that there was nobody breaking into my apartment. I laid in bed, curled up, like, just kept looking at Lupin and was like, I, I'm like telling myself if something were happening, Lupin would be freaking out.
1: So I actually have that same kind of issue, but I do it more in like hotel rooms mm-hmm. when I'm alone. It's like, obviously I don't live alone. Yeah. Um, but I actually suffer from adult night terrors, (laughs) so... (laughs) That's fair. Um, and I don't... I've had them for probably the last six or seven years. Um, I don't know where they came from. They just came up one day, and, uh, I actually sleep wearing a sleep mask per request of my boyfriend, because I used to wake up screaming, because I would see things at night, and... Because I cannot see, like, mm-hmm. like I, without glasses or contacts during the day, I have very bad vision, but at night I'm pretty much blind. Okay. So if I see any kind of shape, I do tend to like freak out. Like, but if I'm in a you hotel. Fill of in blanks. blanks. Yeah. Oh, my mind fills in blanks with things it should yep. not. And, uh. Like I actually had this happen when I was traveling for work and I was in Boston a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a second queen bed in my room and it literally was just like my shit on the bed, but because I can't see like in my head it interpreted, there was someone in my room. Yeah. I, I've, I've had a couple weird experiences where I think it's the room next door to me is talking very loudly to where it sounds like they're in my hotel room. Mm-hmm. So like I freaked out about that. Like, I haven't had it for, I used to get it when I used to travel to Minneapolis for my last job. But, like, I haven't had it for a long time and I had it really bad in Boston. Um, I get it at home every once in a while. If I don't sleep wearing a sleep mask, like, I Steve twitches in his sleep. So, like, that wakes me up and I immediately think someone's in the apartment. Like, obviously, like, my cat's useless. When yeah. it comes to that kind of stuff, but like, yeah. if someone's running around, like she's gonna meow or like move or do something. All
0: right, on that note, I think that's it for this episode. Yeah, I think we've hit our point for the episode. <laughs> We're going off the deep end. Um, yeah, that was fierce. Um. And the end of Halfway to Halloween. Yeah. Yes. Halloween. 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 Sorry, that wasn't necessary, but um, it was. Warranted. So in six months we will, five and a half months, ish. Yeah, yeah. We'll be doing this again. Yeah. We'll hear that spooky music again in about ten episodes. Yeah, that's right. Something like that. Something, Something like that. Path, right? I don't know. <laughs> you just came up with that number very right, quickly. Cool. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for final thoughts. Stephanie has some cool things.
1: All right, so this week for final thoughts i came across this really cool study that i found that i wanted to talk about related to fear and excitement so like obviously we mentioned earlier that like sometimes fear is super exciting and uh, i mean obviously we're big horror movie fans so we know that fear can excite you and be a good time um, so there's actually some really cool scientific evidence related to fear and attraction. So it's, uh, not uncommon for like a first date or like an early date or whatever to be like going to ride roller coasters or going to see like a scary movie, like scary movies come out every year around Valentine's day, specifically for this reason. So, um, the psychologist, Arthur Aaron, conducted a study related to the fear of heights. So like obviously fear of heights, super common. Um, he had a group of men walk across a 450 foot long, unstable feeling bridge. Um, it was suspended over a 230 foot drop. So like, big drop shaky bridge not a good time uh he had a different group of men walk across a very stable bridge over that same height so at the end of the bridge um men would meet arthur aarons in air quotes very beautiful female assistant uh there's no images so i cannot confirm she asked each of the men in the study group, uh, a series of questions related to an imaginary study, uh, totally not related to what they were doing. And then she would give them, uh, her phone number and be like, if you want more information, here's my phone number. Uh, uh, so they had 33 men walk across a stable bridge and then thirty three men walk across the swaying unstable bridge. Obviously, not a huge control group, but
0: it is what it is. That's from like a scientist point of view. Like, that's yeah, from, from us.
1: From us, not a big control control group. Um, so, of the thirty three men that walked across the stable bridge, only two called her mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, of the thirty three men that walked across the unstable bridge nine called her afterwards. So Arthur Aaron's conclusion was that fear encourages sexual attraction. So it's not a conclusive study, but I thought it was really fun. There's a lot of
0: variables in that guy, but I I, thought it was fun. I think it's fine. And I also think like, it's really interesting that it brings up that point that we mentioned earlier of like fears versus debilitating fears versus like thrill fears and how sometimes like you seek out, Those fears because of the reaction it gives you. Yeah. So, this is about like fear and
1: excitement and attraction. And this is why you should always take your first date to go see a horror
0: movie or Deadpool. Or Deadpool. Or Deadpool. (laughs) All right. With that being said, um, thank you for listening. Yeah. If you liked our show,
1: please go on to your favorite podcasting service. Uh, and give us a five star rating and a review because we have like no reviews, and you know you like this
0: show and we're listening. We are getting some stickers soon. We are. Maybe if you review us and send us a DM of that review, we might send you a sticker or yes. something. Yes, we
1: will give you a shout out and a sticker for giving us a good review
0: or a bad one. Fuck it. A fun review. A fun review. A (laughs) fun review, and we might read it on the air. We'll probably read it on the air. We'll definitely read read it on the air. (laughs) We shouldn't say might. Well, we will. All right, cool. Um, Thanks for listening. All right, that was the episode. So we love hearing from you, um, and if you want to contact us. You can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is drunkanduncultured. And our Twitter is drunkuncultured. No and. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at Out. And I'm Stephanie,
1: and you can find me on untapped, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr as underscore Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at shittyconcertblog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.